Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time and she's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. You might hear me laughing. We had no headphones when we started today, so always something new. And again, we're streaming live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So we had this whole show planned out today. If I could plug this in. Here we go. So we had this whole show planned out today, and then we got awesome news this morning. This is probably the best news I've seen from an economic standpoint in a while. So we're going to weave this all together. The November inflation report came out, and the consumer price index, the CPI, came in lower than expected. So it's up 7.1% from last year. This was projected to come in at 7.3% by all the experts and the economists and the people that predict this stuff. And it's only up one-tenth of a percent since the month of October, which tells me that inflation is cooling, that the Fed meeting coming up tomorrow might have a different outcome than we thought. How, what do you guys see here? I mean, what, are, are, you, are you talking to consumers about this? I see tons of good news. I'll give you my predictions in a second. What are your re- initial reactions to the inflation report that came out this morning? Um, I mean, that's phenomenal news. I have not had any conversations since that came out with my clients. Um, inflation's a common thing, you know, kind of like a common thread, just as you're discussing both with buyers and sellers. Um, but yeah, that's, that is great news. <laughs> I think so too, even though it was a small point mm-hmm. or percentage, um, Hey, it's moving in the right direction. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to me that, uh, that's definitely positive news. Um, I haven't had any conversations about this either. Um, although it's noticeable, the interest rates, the mortgage interest rates, uh, they seem to have leveled out. So I'm hoping that um, whatever happens at the, the Fed meeting, uh, they'll continue to stay leveled out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had client get less than 6% interest rate recently. So it's nice. it's really, yeah. And they're super, super happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all positive. Um, I think that, you know, people will still be on guard. They'll still be leery um, because it. Obviously, these numbers don't include the uh, cost of food and energy, mm-hmm. which that that's really, you know, but gas prices have come down. Yeah, they was, have. It was kind of funny. Like when the I listen to just like NPR a lot while I'm driving and both like this morning and then there was another segment again while I was on my way here, just touching one. Yay. Gas prices have you know come down. However, however, they're still the food, <laughs> well, the food like grocery costs yeah. have gone up. So like you're not actually really seeing any savings. It's just kind of like shifting mm-hmm. uh, where it's going. But I mean, having anything come down is good is great. At least there's something to offset. Yep. You know, some of the other the other things. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, and the market responded pretty favorably today. So this is all pretty, pretty new stuff here. So stocks initially initially jumped up um, with futures tied to the Dow Jones up more than 800 points initially before easing a bit. Uh, the Dow uh, settled in about 275 points above where it started in the first hour of trading this morning. So this piece of information combined with some other data from Redfin uh, that showed inventory increase 15% year over year during the last four weeks. All of a sudden, all this negative news that we've been hearing about housing, 
I'm seeing really positive stuff here. We're seeing inventory creep up. It's not it's not a point where the market's flooded with homes. That hasn't happened yet. I'll give you the exact numbers in our market in a second. It's all the stuff that buyers and sellers have been complaining about, and the opposite is happening. Rates are coming down a little bit. They 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 already reacted this morning. We're seeing inflation hopefully be under control. I'm really curious what the December inflation report's going to look like after the holiday season's over. I think that's going to be a very telling one. But this is great news all across the board. I'm going to make a prediction here. I see rates coming in into the 5% range after the new year with this information. I hope you are right on that prediction. Well, you already have people locking in at 5. Well, yeah. So it was below 5, yeah. So I mean, well, below six I mean, below is what. Yeah. So let's just. Be, so I see them coming in in the fives because if you look at what's happening here, the Fed already said there's there's what a seventy six percent chance, according to the CME Market Watch tool, that the increase this week is going to be fifty basis points. Well, that's less than what they were doing. So mm-hmm. I don't. The the low interest rates created kind of an unhealthy environment over time, and this is more like a normal environment. And if rates come into the fives, I see a very robust first quarter market and it's the job of agents out there to get this word out because the feds focus been on on, has been on what one thing we all know what it is any guesses inflation 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 yes down to two (laughs) percent unless we were all blacked out during the show i was hoping you guys would know what i'm talking about so inflate now i don't don't know if inflation is going to come down the two right away but it's easing it's slowing down and people are a little more cautious and i think that has a lot to do with less money being in the system because of all that government funding and like PPP loans and everything else that was going on. I think this is a more cautious environment and it's going to be great for buyers and it's going to be great for sellers too. Cause a lot of those sellers have to go somewhere and they're not going to feel like they have to make some 15, 20, 20 minute decision outside of a home. They're going to have more time to think about it. So I see a lot of good news here in the housing market. What do you think about the, the inventory uptick being reported by Redfin? Uh, again, another bit of positive news. Um, I would like to see a little bit more inventory. That would be great in uh, certain areas. Of course, pockets, yes. yes. But, hey, any any rise in inventory is great. I know that there are homes that are sitting longer on the market, which is also great. It gives buyers opportunity to get out there and actually have a day or two to think about things and look mm-hmm. at things. Um, you know, you still have some houses, obviously, getting under contract very quickly, but for the most part, uh, with the rise of inventory, um, I, I think it's all positive also. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's good news. Um, you know, some of that tick up has certainly been because of properties sitting longer. So it's not that you're necessarily going to be like refreshing your search and see all of these, you know, you're not going to see that percentage increase in just like new properties out there, but just having them there longer absolutely gives you the opportunity to get out there gives you the opportunity to negotiate gives you the opportunity to think um and there are still you know plenty of listings coming to the market and i would anticipate that come the new year we're going to see even more and that's when we're going to really um you know have some more options so i i I agree with you both i mean this had to go the other way at some point Mm -hmm. and it's it's been a rough two years of of dealing with a lot of this in, in my view um what we've seen locally so these are the market stats through November, just to give everyone some perspective, because 15% year over year nationally doesn't really say a whole lot for the people that are listening here and in our local market. Um, in Philadelphia, we've seen an 18.9% increase in inventory year over year. In Montgomery County, we've seen an 11.6% increase in inventory year over year. Delaware County, we've seen a decrease. It's down 3.4% year over year. And in Chester County, uh, inventory is up 0.8%, so eight-tenths of a percent 
year over year. And these numbers don't surprise me. I mean, Montgomery County is pretty diverse. So it's got, you know, it's got, you know, places like the main line and you're in Pottstown in between. So that, that, that's probably the most diverse of the counties that, that are out there in Philadelphia. We know is a little bit of a different market than the suburban market. So, we're seeing it locally here, and it, that just really demonstrates how local real estate is. Stacey, you mentioned pockets of inventory coming up. I know you work a lot in Chester County, so it's no surprise you're feeling this way looking at these numbers. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing in, in inventory come up. I'm, I'm really clear rates are going to come down. I don't know about right away. I would anticipate, though, after this Fed meeting, I think that the, this is already baked into the pricing, like we had kind of mm-hmm. talked about before. I'm talking January, I, and I, I see I see five percent rates coming, especially if this inflation data continues to trend this way. Because this is the second month in a row now. All of a sudden, if we go three months in a row, well, that's a quarter. Mm-hmm. It's not 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 like the fourth quarter, but it's a quarter of the year. So, we got the inflation data. We got the Fed meeting. Is the Fed going to pivot here based on this inflation data? What do you think is going to happen this week? <laughs> They should be happy, but it's still not at their, (laughs) you know, trending quick enough to their goal of 2%. I mean, that's a really aggressive goal of 2% um, inflation rate. So it has a long way to go for them. But for all of us as consumers, it's very positive news. So I'm just hoping that they see it that way also and don't try to continue to, you know, really hammer those interest rates and really make a calamity out of out of the economy for no reason. If it's if it's trending down on its own and it, things are starting to level out, just let it continue organically doing mm-hmm. that and and don't try to manipulate it so aggressively. Right. I st- I think they're still going to raise it the 50 basis points. Um but yeah, I don't I don't see them doing less than that. Um I think that they should feel encouraged by what what is going on but i think they're gonna continue to try to like stay ahead of it and Mm -hmm. push their agenda there so i i still would anticipate that 50 basis point um hike the meeting's tomorrow right yes tomorrow it's two days so it'll be tomorrow and uh tomorrow and thursday so um i i agree with you sarah i don't think they're going to change course in fact i think they're going to be very clear that like hey we're sticking to this 7.1 percent sounds good we're looking for two I, you know, I, I've got some questions about 2% because I don't know if the economy is really that healthy if it's only growing by 2% because then there's things like houses that are going to appreciate. And other th- I mean, 3 to 5 is kind of the norm. The point is, though, this is the direct it, – it's got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I, I compare this to – do you remember during when we were shut down in 2020 and we were looking at that showing time chart like every day about like the showing activity? And there was that one little blip up. Mm-hmm. And it was it was and that, this was like a dark time in May. I I, I mean I, I had kind of had it at that point. I don't know about you you two ladies, and it was we saw the one blip and we're like, all right, here we go. And I have the same feeling today that I had then that this is the first oh. indicator that this is going to start going the other way because the, the the way the market has been and I I, I mean tell me what, what you're seeing and and uh, it, it it I think it's it's taken a toll on some people yeah. and. Not just consumers, also other agents, and and mindset does matter in this business. It also matters with your clients, and we've all been in those situations where like someone loses their fifth house, mm-hmm. right? Someone the deal falls apart again after another bad inspection. So you're dealing with this two, three times. Keeping people positive and moving forward in this kind of climate is really critical. And I am grateful for the good news here, and I'm probably more excited about this than anybody, at least you know from who I've talked to so far today are you feeling the same way? Is this like a light at the end of the tunnel? What, what I mean, and not just the market hasn't been bad. I don't want to give the wrong impression here, 
at all. There, there, there's been some incredible things that happened. I think people mentally are exhausted from buying and selling real estate right now. Yeah, I think uh, I think potential buyers, uh, if they didn't get into the market before the interest rates went up over sixes and into sevens, they they really did. A lot of them were like, no, I'm going to wait till the rates come down. Well, guess what? <laughs> we're trending down. So yeah. now is definitely their opportunity because you can't wait until – I mean, what's going to be the next excuse? I'm going to wait till they come back to three. No, you, right. that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. And you can't time it anyway. Right. So you're going to, if you didn't get in during that initial time frame, don't think that you're going to wait it out until it gets back to that because it's not going to happen. So just take the positive news. Take that, you know, if they do come into the fives, which I've already had a client that had that, um, take that opportunity Mm -hmm. don't miss out again right i think that this will also help to um kind of take your list of of your clients and figure out who really is motivated and who is like always finding the excuse or the oh well now this changed which was my reason before that i said i couldn't do anything but now there's this you know so this is great great news um it's very positive. I think it's something that's good to like share with clients and um, you know see where see where people land. Love it. So here's some other takeaways from Redfin's report because uh, I, I think these are all these are all indicators here that things are trending in the direction where it's not going to be a buyer's market. It's going to be a market that's more transactable than buyers have seen in the past 24 months. That that that's because you know once things slowed down, rates went up. Now we got rates coming back down the other way. So the median home sale price, uh, according to Redfin's four-week period report, ending December fourth, so it's only four weeks. The median uh, home sale price was up uh, was at three hundred fifty-five, five hundred thousand, up slightly from the week before, and one point nine percent year over year, um, and that's the slowest price growth since June twenty twenty. We're seeing more than that here. That to me is a good indicator. Um, the median asking price of newly listed homes is up 4.4% year over year. Again, the slowest growth rate since May 2020. I, see, I don't, I don't see that as being bad because they're comparing it to the most incredible real estate market ever. Mm-hmm. I like a, a 2019 market was a great time to buy and sell. I, I, don't, I don't understand why people want to compare it just to 2020. So we're seeing prices trend up here for sure. Um, so the monthly mortgage payment on the median asking price home was $2,297 at the current uh, rate, and that's down slightly from a week earlier and down from more than $200 a month 30 days earlier when mortgage rates were in the sevens. To me, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. does that, would that impact be the difference between someone making an offer on a home or buying a home and not? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's why you're here. I want to get your, your expertise in the field. Um, and then if you look at some of these other stats here, 30% of the homes that went under the contract had an accepted offer within the first two weeks on the market. That's down two percentage points from the prior four-week period and 38% from a year earlier. 30% of homes selling in two weeks is pretty darn good, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever had a listing sit on the market for like six months? Um, no. no. So, okay. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it never happens to you. It's not fun. It's, I mean, that, that, that's painful for everybody. That's yeah. my point. Yep. Um, homes, were, uh, homes that sold were on the market for a median of 37 days. That's up from 28 days a year earlier. Uh, so again, that but that's still a pretty normal market. In the pre twenty twenty market, forty five to sixty was always the range when we saw homes sit on the market for. And I wouldn't even use that word as sit. That was the range when they sold. Mm-hmm. Um, last one here: twenty five percent of homes sold above their final list price 
down from 42% this time last year. And again, the lowest level since 2020. I, I don't remember a market where homes consistently sold above the asking price mm-hmm. before 2020. So all this tells me we're seeing a normalization of the market. What, what, what do you two think about all this data here we just shared? Because these are very different data points. Inflation, obviously, is really helpful. We're seeing what's going on with inventory. What, what does the rest of this tell you? It tells me that this is definitely going to benefit buyers. Um, I'm just hoping that the sellers will since they'll have opportunity as buyers, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they'll decide that they'll want to enter the market too. Right. Um, because my fear is if the the interest rates do go into the 5%, uh, there's going to be an influx of those buyers that sat back on the bench the first, you know, that for when they initially went up to 6 and 7. And then if we have this flood of buyers again and not enough inventory, you're going to create that competition like it was before. Yep. So... Come on, sellers. Um, <laughs> right, right. It is now the time since you're going to benefit from all these, all this data as a buyer. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I mean, I think this creates um, incredible opportunity for buyers and for sellers, exactly like you said, Stacy, um, because most sellers do need to then buy. <laughs> um, so it's, it just creates a lot of opportunity for everybody, and I think it's pointing to, you know, a bit more of a stabilized market, um, which is the, good. Which it's is good. It's a win-win then on both sides, right? You know, right. if buyers feel like they can come in at asking price or maybe get seller credit, mm-hmm. uh, get their inspections yeah. so that they feel comfortable with with their purchase, right? Um, I think that's so. I it's a win-win for everybody on both sides. I agree. It, it was never the norm to go in and pay the asking price. I mean, I, this is like a new thing for some of the, the vets that are here. So, I, 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 you know, the fact that we're talking about this is it's a good sign because usually paying the asking price would have gotten you the home three, four, five, six years ago. Now, Obviously, there's always these homes that sell above the ask and they get competition because they're on certain streets. That, that's the norm, though. And that's also the sign of agents knowing how to price properties and understanding that as well. So, Positive, positive news around the CPI data, the Consumer Price Index. And if you don't know what that is, that's what goods cost, just so everyone kind of kind of can understand that. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some shuffling going on at a lot of the C-level executives of real estate companies. And then we have BAM contributor, Broke Agent Media, Dan O'Neill, coming on to talk about an article he wrote about the average amount of time that agents spent working a week in 2021. This one's very interesting. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. 
We hire the best agents and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's TomTool.com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. Mortgage America's this is Tom Tool with Remax Mainline and the Tom Tool Sales Group wishing everyone a happy Festivus. Festivus. A great holiday season and a prosperous 2022. We'll catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live every single week, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Make sure to subscribe. Give us a follow. We're on here every week, Tuesdays at 3 o'clock. So, this seems to happen like every year. I don't know what you guys think about this, where there's all these executives now, open door, fired their CEO. Coldwell Banker, they gave the CEO a consulting gig, meaning you got fired. And now all of a sudden, uh, Real, the online cloud brokerage, is bringing on a new president all in the past week. There's a lot of movement here. We can get into each one of these moves if, if you like. Um what do you think about this? I mean, is this something that uh, is is a sign that the, the the market's changing? People are getting leaner. W what's your take on this from being in the industry? Because I've I've got an opinion on this, but I want to hear what, what what you two think. Being realtors on the ground, kind of watching this from afar, or maybe not even paying attention. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's it's kind of risky being up at the top there, right? Like oh, yeah. you have like a certain amount of protection for so long, but then when push comes to shove, when like answers need to be given, if, mm -mm. you know, shareholders and whatnot, like if they're not happy with things, like your head might be on the chopping block. <laughs> um, what I did, not that I like feel bad here for the, um, the exact that was dropped from Caldwell Banker, but it sounds as though he was actually doing a good job um, mm -hmm. by all accounts and like was a good leader, um, which I think isn't always the case with everyone. For sure. Um, but, you know, they there needed to be um, like a not a sacrificial lamb, but like <laughs> like something they they needed to do something. And he was the one that that got it. Yeah, especially with all the uncertainty, um, the shifting market. There's it's it's the guys at the top or the ladies at the top that that are going to get clipped. Mm -hmm. um, it, there has to be a major shift somewhere, mm -hmm. uh, a shakeup, so to speak, um, so that 
people will think, oh, okay, maybe things will be different. If even if it just projects, right, something is going to be changing in the positive direction. Uh, yeah, the the Caldwell banker guy, he he was doing a great job, mm-hmm. but he still they they still needed to do that uh, ceremony uh, ceremonies. Um, shift at the top right just to see what happens but uh yeah i mean this this is nothing new this does happen and we can't feel sorry for them because most of them get these huge golden parachutes yeah, yeah they're the getting way. like eight figure so, payouts yeah, here so like, I'm, i don't feel sad for these people. right right although what was like interesting is i think it said you know for like the ceos and stuff like yeah they might be getting like a year severance like all this stuff then for like your lower level guys it was like maybe two weeks, maybe mm-hmm. a month, you know. Um, Isn't that crazy? Couldn't they like split it up and kind of divvy it out a little bit better? <laughs> right, right. So so I, I look at these as, as two very different layoffs, and I want to hit on what Real did here because I find that pretty interesting. So uh, Ryan Gorman, uh, the former CEO of Coldwell Banker, um, you know, he, he, he's, that company's a little complicated because they have all these brands, and it's now it's called Anywhere. It used to be called Realogy. So they've, they've pulled a lot of the rebranding plays. Changed the company name, right? Remember WorldCom? That was like the first one. Yeah. Um, so, and Coldwell Bank, right? I, I, to me, it's stronger in some markets than others. I mean, in our market here, I don't, I don't see them having much of a presence at all. And to me, it's all about the agents you attract at these companies. I don't think that the, the brokerage really means a whole lot in, in my view. I think it's all about the agents, the team, the organization, what the, what the, what the value prop is, the leadership and the people is really what's more important. I, I, any disagreement there? No, I okay. agree. Awesome. Glad, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that on many levels. Thank you, you too. Um, but, but more, you know, that one was, I think they, you know, Coldwell Bankers looking for relevancy here and their stock price has not been good. Um, the woman who took over and uh, was, uh, what's her name here? I've Sue? seen Sue, um, Sue Yannicone, I believe. Um, I've seen her speak before at the T360 conference. She was the CEO of the parent brand. So this is kind of like when Gary oh. Keller went to like, they, they formed a new company. And they had that guy last year that was the CEO of Keller Williams, and they axed him too. And then Gary Keller's running the company again. It's kind of like the same thing. I think it's kind of a shell game in some cases. Um, Open Door, like they have some problems. iBuying's in a lot of trouble. So, in and, and, and those businesses, I think, are going to be more and more challenging as the market shifts. It was really easy to be an iBuyer when the market was hot because people needed cash to go transact or move. Now, because the market's changing, it's difficult to predict that. Obviously, Zillow failed pretty pretty miserably there. Um, it, Brad Emin wrote a very interesting article about this, uh, asking that um, was uh, was Ryan Gorman a victim of Wall Street? And a lot of people said yes. And I want to jump to Stefan Swanpole's opinion because I find him the most interesting. He works at T360. Um, they do uh, a lot of different like executive sort of uh, advising throughout the industry. Um, and he came out and said this shouldn't be read negatively, but it's the result of a constantly evolving real estate landscape where large enterprises must regular, regularly reexamine their growth strategies, especially when they're a publicly traded company, because they have to answer to shareholders, to your point. I think that's what it was all about with Coldwell Banker. I mean, their, their stock has not been doing great. Um, it was down like $3 at one point. Now it's up to like $7, so I guess they're doing better. Um so in, in my view, you know, that's, I, you know, and Coldwell Banker is one of those like iconic real estate brands. Like they've been around 116 years. So to me, that I think they kind of got a, um, and, and we've seen this at Remax. Remax had a new CEO a year ago. They, uh, uh, they went to um, Nick Bailey from Adam Contos. Keller Williams had a couple. I, I think it's the market's changing and they need to change and bring in some fresh eyes. Open door, I think they, they had more flawed problems. So real quickly, 
Real Brokerage. So that's one of these these tech cloud-based brokerages. They named Sharon Shravatsa as their new president. So if you guys don't know Sharon, I, I actually know him pretty well. Um, he uh, helped scale TELUS, sold TELUS to Douglas Elliman, worked with Douglas Elliman for a while. And now Real Brokerage has appointed him their president, not the CEO. Um, and it's the intention is to guide all the aspects of the company as it continues to grow. What, what What's your take on this move? I found this one the most interesting. The other ones are kind of like we, we know what's going on there. It's it's more of a shuffle, a pivot, make shareholders happy. This is this to me looks a lot different. So I don't I don't really know like a ton about him. OK, so, that's fine. Um it didn't like jump out to me as anything crazy. So I'd be, you know, interested to hear what your, what your take is. Okay. I'll keep talking. You can ask Dan O'Neill all the questions next. So uh, my view is this, I think there's only so many of these like tech based brokerages that are out there. And then you got like the brick and mortar companies and then you got like the, the, the team brokerages, right? I think there's really three models. There's like the model for independent agents, people that want to have like this tech cloud based space. And then, people that really lay into lean into the team model um exp has been the dominant cloud-based brokerage i don't we don't see a lot of these companies here for whatever reason they haven't come into our market yet this makes them legit i think this is a move for them that's going to pay off really well and all of a sudden people are paying attention now like it got my attention when i saw this happen um and i would imagine that there's probably some sort of strategy for them to sell at some point because that's what he did with Telus. So uh, I, I'd be curious where they, because he, he scaled this company, Telus. You don't even know who they are because they don't exist anymore. Douglas Elliman bought them, and they were out based in California. Um, and, you know, when, when these people come in, and, you know, he, he's had, a, a, a four, I think, four different exits for Fortune 500 companies. Um, I'm clear that this is, okay, we need to become legit. We need to bring some legitimacy here because, if you look at the people that are uh, part of Real Brokerage, I, I don't, I, I don't see them selling a lot of real estate. To be, I mean, do you guys even know anyone that works at Real? Yeah, not, the look on your not. face. Can we just like take a picture of this now, Sarah, and post it? I haven't even heard of it. Like, yeah. So the, there, it, it, it's. I think that that's that's my point, right? right? I know this stuff because I need to. I need to know what the competition looks like. Obviously, I have a different job than than you two do at our team and our organization. So I think this makes them legit. Uh, I think it's a smart move by Real. I think it's a great move for Sharon. And I would imagine there's some sort of exit plan here to scale this up and move it because there are some people that say, I don't want to go to the office. I, 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 the culture for them is different. It's like social media culture. Mm-hmm. I, don't, that, I know that's, Sarah, that's that's what you like doing, right? That's not, <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, but, I'm kidding. <laughs> but the, the point is I think there, there's these people that want to do that sort of stuff. And I, I just I get worried when I don't see them driving sales. It's about like, community and and community is important don't get me wrong but you got to sell houses at the end of the day here and i think that's where real's been struggling a little bit and it's it's a lot more like social media video presence than actually like transacting and selling real estate so i I think this is a smart move for them uh they do have some good teams i know there's one team up in uh brantford connecticut called the crew a buddy of mine is uh on on as an advisor there jeff thibodeau so i I do see this having some traction for him it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I, I think it's a good move for, for both Sharon and for Real here. So that one gets my attention because they're actually adding somebody instead of just shuffling people around. So when Sharon took over TELUS, what was the time frame from when he took over until they... So that I, do, I met him when he was at TELUS. Um, okay. And uh, then they, they sold to Douglas Elliman in 2017. Um, so that, that was a... Uh, but they, they built the company up. They scaled it with you know tech and all that other stuff. And it, it's... 
yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime you sell anything, I think that's a big win because selling companies are tough. Like, yeah. I mean, selling yeah. houses are hard enough. I think companies are, are a million selling times worse. Yeah, exactly. So that to me is a, is a skill set, and I got a lot of respect for Sharon. So I, I, I like the move for everyone involved there. I think that gives them something to to lean into here with this like this tech growth that's going on right now. I just hope they start selling more real estate if they're going to stay around. Isn't that what they like? <laughs> that is the core competency, Stacy. To answer <laughs> right. your question. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so interesting stuff happening. We're going to take a quick break. We've got Dan O'Neill coming on, major contributor on Broke Agent Media. He also runs uh, real estate teams on Long Island, in the Carolinas, down in Florida. He's with Signature Real Estate, and he wrote an amazing article that we're going to talk about next about the time agents put into their business and some of the shortfalls there. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgage.com. MortgageAmerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com. Or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at TomTool.com. That's TomTool with an E dot com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501. All right, all right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacy Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we have got the one and only Dan O'Neill from Long Island, New York. Dan, can you hear us? Okay. Hopefully, the connection's working. 
I can hear you perfectly, and it is a pleasure to be here. Awesome, my man. So, Dan, uh, people want to follow you on Instagram. Can you give them your Instagram handle here real quick? Absolutely. It is uh, Dan O'Neill, D-A-N-O-N-E-I-L underscore. Be careful. There are about 15 fakes. So if somebody DMs you trying to sell you cryptocurrency, just know that that (laughs) is not the right Dan O'Neill. I mean, they're horrible investors if they're trying to sell crypto at this point. So that's, that's, a, that's a great yes. warning for folks. So Dan works in Long Island, uh, the Carolinas, uh, down in Florida as well. The reason we wanted to have you on, and, and you, had, you went on social and we're kind of talking about the, the, the issues agents have and, and, and having like kind of a meeting with yourself about how much time you're spending on your business. And there, there's an alarming NAR stat that in 2021, the average agent reported working 35 hours a week. So the average agent came out and said, I'm a part-time realtor. And you had a whole blog post about this on Broke Agent Media. So kind of tell us what spawned all this. And I'd love to hear your take on this because I could not have agreed with you more. I loved what you put out there and I I want to hear more about it so we can all help the people that want to get better at their business. Yeah, so I think that the biggest problem really with, with me and my career comes from the fact that a lot of people know me for my social media videos. And granted, it's great to be known for something, right? But what a lot of people don't realize or they, they weren't around for was the three years that I just absolutely disappeared from my friends, from my family, from dating, from really everything. And I'm now spending time still to try to mend those relationships. But I just had my head down working so hard that it, I couldn't fail. And what I see now and, and what irritates me is the lack of effort or, or the laziness that some of us have in this industry to where maybe they are too good to do something, or maybe they want to make 1000 excuses as to why they can't do something when the excuse is just in their head. And it's really from talking to agents across the country, even agents on my own team, hopefully they're not listening to the Tom school radio <laughs> here. But when, when they come to me and they say, Hey, I'm struggling. This, this is the exact script that happens every single time. Hey, Dan, I'm really, I'm struggling. Okay, Tom, how many hours a week did you say, would you say you put in last week? Honestly, eh, probably 20. Okay, 20 hours a week. What were your activities? Uh, well, I took my so-and-so to this, and, and we went to the wineries, and we did all these things. Okay, so you spent 20 hours a week. You were drinking, or you were, you were not working four days out of the week. How could you possibly expect to have success in a changing market more, more so than anything with that, with what you just told me? It, it's not. You, you can't. It doesn't exist. And success leaves blueprints, right, or clues, and you look at it, everyone that you want to be like or everyone that you admire or everyone that is doing well, I know you didn't get there based off your good looks. I know I didn't get to where I am. Based I don't have any good, good looks, looks, Dan. So that, That's the point. Thank you for, for landing the joke early. <laughs> but the point is, you worked, I've worked, the, uh, the other people that are in the room with you right now, they've put the work in and they continue to do so. It's that simple. Put in the work. So, so Sarah and Stacy, what do you what do you think about this? I know I sent you the article today. Um, Sarah and Stacy both got into the business end of 2019. Stacy got into the business during the shutdown in 2020. Does this speak to you at all? What Dan's saying? I mean, what, what, what's your take on this? For because I, I think we've got different perspectives than than uh, than you two may have. But you're in the business doing the work right now. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that you can expect to get good results if you don't put in the time you know like every once every once in a while you'll be able to like catch something good but honestly that's probably because you were doing the right things other times you know um so i think if you if you don't you're gonna get out what you put in that's always the case you're gonna whatever you yep whatever you put in you're gonna get in return so if if you think that your business is drying up or you you're struggling 
you have to look at yourself. What are you putting out? I, I, <laughs> this thing shocked me when the average agent does 35 hours a week. I'm like, well, no wonder they sell one or two homes a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I totally believe it's mindset too. If you're not thinking that this is your business, like your individual business, then if you think everything lands on somebody else or it's somebody else's fault, I mean, that's where, that's where the whole problem is. You have to be totally accountable for your business. So I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and Dan, on, on the blog post you put together, um, you mentioned lack of self-accountability, but then you mentioned some questions to ask. And I, I love these questions, so I'm going to just go over them. Tell me the thought behind each of these after we review them. So one is, what activities did you do this week? Second, did you review your 2022 numbers? That could just be any number. And third, did you complete your 2023 business plan or, or any plan? So when, when you ask or you encourage the people on your team or whoever to ask themselves those questions, what your, what's your thought process behind that? My thought process behind it is when I ask you those questions or when I ask the agents those questions, they, they almost answer it themselves, right? Where they'll say, again, that they weren't working for four days or they did, you know, 15 non-work-related activities. Then I move on to question number two. Have you reviewed your 2022 numbers, where your deals came from, where your ROI is, what you need to do more of? They have no answer for me. When I ask them, hey, what's your 2023 plan? What's your 90-day plan? What's your 30-day plan? And they, they have nothing. It's, it's just, uh, uh, uh. Well, with no plan, there's, there's no action, right? You can't put Tom Brady on the field without a game plan. They're going to lose. Um, without knowing your numbers, you don't know what you need to double down on. You don't know what works and what doesn't work. So maybe you're wasting your time. And the first one with the activities, if you're not doing the right activities, and I get this all the time too, where somebody says, oh, I worked from eight to five, but I feel like I didn't get anything done. Well, what were you doing during that time? Uh, scrolling on Instagram, I got my dry cleaning. I was at the office for, for an hour. These questions all allow you immediately to know why those, that agent is not doing the business that they should. So, I, I mean, I, I, I think this is just so impactful right now because there's so many agents, and, and I'm sure you have these people uh, uh, up in Long Island or the Carolinas or, or Florida where they're, they're, having to, they're, they're not used to having to go nurture a lead. They're not used to having to win over a client to interview for business instead of being in the right place at the right time and catch the right phone call or the right inbound lead. So if someone actually wants to get better, they want to drive their business further, like what you're talking about here. What advice do you have for them? Like, it's great. Know your numbers, have a plan, do the activities. But let's say they don't know any better, because I think there's a lot of people in the industry that don't know any better. And it's not the fault of theirs. It's the, the, the market was hot and you were taught to just tell everyone to bid 100 grand above the asking price and show up and look good. Then I think it's time that you get with somebody that does know what they're doing or that does have the experience, whether it be the correct team like yours or mine or the correct brokerage or find a mentor, get into coaching. Put yourselves in the position to learn and to, you know, take that self-accountability and to, and to know, like, you know what, I've been flying by the seat of my pants, and, and this happened to me in August. I've been flying by the seat of my pants. I've created the number one team on Long Island. We did over 300 transactions, but I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing as a businessman. I am not holding myself accountable to, to where I should be, but it took that internal self-awareness to realize and then make the change. And so if you're in that position right now, you don't know where to get started. You don't know what's next, what to do. Find people in the room that do and attach yourself to them and ask for help, right? In the same way that I've learned from you, Tom, true or false, within six hours notice, you told me to drive up to Boston to come get dinner with you guys, and I did. Canceled my entire day. Yeah, you guys, well, Stacy was there, so she, uh, she, she did not know that Dan got one day's notice. So, but the, I, so why did you do that? Less Tell us that. the reason behind it, though, because I think that's really important. 
Um, I know where you're going with this. So the, the preface was we did a team event with Tom Ferry, um, Chinati Realty, uh, the one team, Byron Lazine's team from Connecticut. We had kind of this, this was set up for months at this point. Um, and, and, and so, but you know, it wasn't my event. It wasn't in my office. So we're having one yeah, of these, yeah. you were invited right away, but, but so just, just so you know, but, um, it, and you know, Tom's going to be there. And then who else was it? Jimmy Mackin from curator, um, some other team mm-hmm. leads. And I, I don't know, I don't know how it happened, but I got a text from you and it's like, Hey, are you going to Boston tomorrow? So what was your mindset behind that? Because I, I think that's, I think that's so important that you're realizing like, Hey, this is an opportunity for me to get better. Let me just, it's more important than whatever, whatever else I have going on. Yeah. And, and just for context, I got that text at nine o'clock at night, the night before to be in Boston the next day at noon. And I literally just drove in the outfit that I was in where I was to Boston. I'm not exaggerating, but the reason I did that is because again, I I am self-aware that I, I need help in certain things and to be able to sit down at dinner or in the same room or to do this with you and, and you guys, it makes such a difference for my business because I'm able to learn. I'm able to kind of, even if you don't know it, I'm able to hear your guys' mistakes. So that way I don't have to make the same one. And without having these relationships or surrounding myself with the right people, I'm not sure that I would have made the course correction that I did in July or August. And I'm not sure that I'd be sitting here on this radio with you and that I wouldn't be working at somewhere else. So Dan was so nervous at this dinner with Tom Ferry that um, I'm sitting next to him and he had a popover and he started eating it with like a butter knife or something. And then you were like shaking. And I'm, I'm like, what, have you not been to a restaurant before? But uh, it, it, it actually broke the ice when I said, I think it, I think it works for everybody. Um, so Stacy and Sarah, I, how do you guys feel about skill building and getting better? Because I, I mean, obviously we all work together, which I'm super grateful for. Is anything Dan saying, is that speaking to you? Have you had to make these adjustments in your own business? Because it's easy to hear it from, someone like me or Dan, but I think it's important to hear like your perspectives as well. And that's why, that's why we have you on the show. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, really easy to, without like realizing it, put yourself in a category of kind of like resisting things, resisting change, resisting new ideas and like resisting just doing things differently. Um, And when you kind of get out of that headspace and kind of are like, I'm going to be open to trying new things and I'm going to take advice and I'm going to try it. And I'm just, I'm not going to just like immediately shoot it down. You really give yourself so many more options and so many different avenues and you don't waste all that time fighting a change that inevitably you will probably have to make anyway. Love it. Change is definitely always constant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it happens. Um, so you have to be flexible you have to maneuver. You, you have to constantly evolve um, I know that Sarah and I have worked with a number of um, other agents who didn't evolve. I mean, we we work with agents on the other side that <laughs> seem to have not evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they still use carbon copy <laughs> contracts? <laughs> exactly. Um, so you in in this fast paced type of business, you have to constantly hone your skills. You it's easy to become lazy in anything. In anything in life, it's easy to become lazy. So if you aren't constantly surrounding yourself with um, people that inspire you, people that you want to emulate um, and listen to them and be open-minded, learn new things, learn new scripts, um, approach things a little differently, then you are going to be left in the dust um, and come up with excuses of why you're being left in the dust Mm -hmm. because that's, again, a lazy thing to do and an easy thing to do. So, um, yeah, it's for me being on this team, has just been uh, amazing and fascinating too all at the same time because all the time we're doing trainings, all the time that it's being offered. So um, 
we we have that opportunity to mm-hmm. to brush up on our skills and and to become really really good at a craft. Yeah, if we want. Well, you got to want and it I, though. I, I think love, that's the point. Go ahead, Dan. And and that, that's what I was going to say. Is I love the fact that you said that you have the opportunity and and you recognize that. And, and for me, somebody that if I didn't play sports, I probably shouldn't even have graduated high school. Realistically, <laughs> the fact that I'm able to help families to the extent that I am with their biggest really investment or life purchase. The fact that I'm able to give back to the community, the fact that I'm able to bring up other agents and, and have them realize the opportunity, it's, it's interesting. I just had my 10-year reunion for high school, and I know people that are still in school to become doctors, become dentists, become nurses, and I now have the ability or the opportunity, if I so choose so, to make that kind of money to help people and or maybe make more money, right? And, and everybody measures their success in different ways, right? I'm not, it doesn't have to be just financially, but I'm not curing cancer by any means, but I am able to... I am because I don't want to put that in the same same boat there, but I am able to make the kind of money that they are, and that's the opportunity that you have. For me, I don't measure by that. I measure by how many families I can help because that's really what's the most rewarding. But however you want to measure it, the opportunity is is, is endless. Imagine you have the opportunity to help your parents, to help your spouse, to help your 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 kids, to help your friends. I would never help my friends, but if they needed it, I could. <laughs> and a joke, by the way. I would help them, and I have. <laughs> You have to have friends first, Dan. So you got that. You yeah. got me down in Philadelphia. That's about it. So uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe Eric out in out in California, the broke agent. Yeah. So uh, if you want to follow Dan again, he's on Instagram. It's at Dan O'Neill underscore. It's uh, one underscore D A N O N E I L. So we got about five or six minutes left here. Um, you talked a lot about excuses in the article. This this is one of my favorite BAM articles that I've seen of the year because it, it really speaks the kind of like it's kind of like my love language like. Cut the cut the nonsense. Get to work. Get out of your own way. I, I, you guys, I see Sarah nodding. I mean, I think you guys know me well enough here. That's kind of my mo. So let's say there's someone that they they want to get better, or they've had that meeting with themselves, which you kind of talked about, which is, hey, maybe I, there's things I could be doing differently, or whatever else that is. What what advice do you have for them? Um, we talked about a, a couple things in here, and I know you talked a lot about like self talk and excuses. What advice do you have for that agent? Because obviously you're doing it at a high level. Uh, and someone that they're, they, they want to really take control of their business in 2023? I would challenge everybody, Tom, you included, everybody that's listening, uh, everyone in the room, to think about one thing that you know is getting in your way that you're going to need to sacrifice to be more successful in 2023. There's, there's one thing that I know popped into your head. For me, it's alcohol. So when I go out every two or three months, I can tend to binge drink a little bit to the point where maybe I'm hungover for two days, and that's not productive. I'm just being totally honest with you. But that is the one thing that I'm going to be leaving behind and that I'm going to be sacrificing so that way in 2023 I can get out of my own head, stop with the excuses, and then I can crush the year. That's my sacrifice. And I challenge everybody to think about what theirs might be and do it. Make the sacrifice so you can crush 2023. What I love about that is a lot of people think I got to add something. I got to do something else. And a lot of cases there's something that we're doing that that is getting in the way on, on, on some level, whether it's, not waking up early enough, you know, exercise, right? I mean, like there's all these different things and I think it's, it's going to be personal to, to yourself. So I appreciate the, the honesty here for sure. So uh, last question, cause we got a couple minutes here. So again, you want to follow Danny's at Dan O'Neill on Instagram. Talk about the excuses that, that, uh, that, that kind of come up. I mean, you mentioned a couple here. Tell me ladies, if you've heard these before, I can't work more. I have children. I've said that before many times. Um, I'm afraid to get on. I'm afraid to get on video because I have eczema all over my face. That's that's Dan's. Um, I don't want to make calls because I hate rejection. Very real for the industry, and I'm not closing deals because my broker 
or whomever isn't feeding me leads. I mean, do, do you hear that kind of talk in the industry? And what do you what advice do you have for people that say that kind of stuff? I think we all can come up with a million excuses. I, I could have given you 10 excuses as to why I didn't, I couldn't come on the show today, right? I can come up with a, a million excuses why I didn't want to get out of bed this morning or why I didn't want to go to the gym or there wasn't enough time. I just lost 15 pounds because I got that excuse out of my head of, well, there's not enough time in the day. Well, wake up an hour earlier. You just got it an hour back. And my main thing throughout the entire, my entire career was you could say anything you want about me, but you have to say that I was the hardest worker in the room and, and in my marketplace. And I made sure that, that that was known for everybody. So all the excuses, we all have them. We could all make them out of, out of nothing. I, I can come up with an excuse that I stubbed my toe walking out of my bedroom this morning. Ah, you know what? I'm not going to make my call. My toe hurts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an excuse, right? And we all have, because we all have similar brains, right? We all have those excuses. I don't want to door knock because they're going to say no. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make this cold call because they probably already had 30 people cold call them. I'm not going to shoot this video because I'm stuttering and I look like a fool right now and I have eczema all over my face. Um, I have, I have two kids and they have soccer every weekend. I can't do open houses. All of these excuses are just ways of us to, to not have to do something and to not put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation. But anytime that you do put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, it always winds up for the better. Well said, my friend, ladies, you got anything you want to add here? We got like a minute and a half left. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're absolutely like, and when you give into the excuse, then that's, just kind of the course that you keep taking versus if you're just like, nope, I'm going to get it done. It doesn't matter what then like, and when you have that attitude, like different things can pop up and it's like, nope, I'm not going to let that uh, keep me from doing X, Y, or Z, you know? So don't give into the excuse. That's right. Get rid of those negative words. Like I can't, I won't, I shouldn't, you know, get rid of those. There's a Peloton instructor. Cause I'm Mr. Peloton over here. <laughs> No, but it, it and, and I'll leave with this. She said you need to change the words you're saying to yourself. So it's I am, I can, I will, I do. And imagine if you changed all those different things there. It's positive. It goes the other way and it gets rid of that negative self-talk, which comes out in your body language and how you prepare for appointments and ultimately the results you get. Dan, thank you for coming on. Last minute guest, one of the best guests of the year. Appreciate you, my friend. We're wrapping up. You want to follow Dan, you can go to Instagram. It's at Dan O'Neill underscore. You can follow Sarah. She's at Ty underscore Ty time. You can follow Stacy at the number two Mitchco, or you can follow me at Tom Tool 3RD at Tom Tool 3rd. And we're streaming live every single week. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Give us a follow. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll be back next week on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.